going on folks welcome to another episode of the three to the dome podcast i'm your host kyle maggio this is uh quarantine episode number two so uh here with me today i got alex kungu and james holes what's going on guys what up man so what was episode one about uh episode one i had on my buddy sean from tkw and my co-worker tyler kenley and we just talked some of our favorite players growing up you know what's funny about that? You say TKW as an abbreviation, and it has more syllables than just saying the Knicks wall. That's an excellent realization that I've never gone to. <laughs> well, you say an abbreviation is longer than the actual term that you're trying to abbreviate. Like, it doesn't really make sense. It's, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, I now have to reconsider uh, a lot. Uh, we're going to stop calling it the TKW podcast moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand in writing, but you say it out loud, it's like it's, it's longer than just saying the mix wall. But, you know. It's like uh, it's like when you, somebody introduces themselves and they're just like, you know, hey, my name is Rich, but you can call me Dick for short. It's like, well. <laughs> do people still do that? Or is that like an old person I, thing? Like, it's like an old person thing. I think. Okay. I'm glad just to fuck your world up right now. Yeah, that was that. That was a curveball, my friend. I didn't see that coming so early in the pod, but Jesus. Uh, so, no. Well, uh, anyway, what's going on, folks? How's your uh, quarantine been so far? All right, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Mr. Pedantic. It's not a quarantine for me because um, I went on a work trip and they have given me protocol for restricted movement. From what I understand, quarantine is somebody who's been like definitely exposed or is showing symptoms or has a, a fall a, a positive thing. So I, I'm not in quarantine. I, I am on restricted movement and it sucks. It's fair. Yeah. I work in I work in the I work in the health field, so unfortunately I have to I still have to go to work. Uh it's been great answering a lot of questions, telling people to go to the C D C website has been fun. Um seeing clients and praying that I don't get infected has also been great and fun. So yeah, just a great time. Been enjoying this, you know, apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, uh I, I've just not been going down to the city anymore so i live like just over the uh, connecticut border so i will thankfully not do my daily commute i will work from the comfort of my kitchen island for a little while and let some of this blow over so i don't have to go down into those uh rat infested sewers you know i just don't think during uh, the time when the pandemic's happening that that's probably not the place to be so gonna avoid it gonna stay here it's a it's a better situation uh but uh, we're just gonna Get into a little bit of uh, top players today. We're just going to go position uh, by position and kind of just uh, get into it, I guess. I mean, do you guys just want to start with uh, point guards and work down? Yeah, man, let's um, do it. I mean, yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> just because you sound like, yeah, I'm going to give the backstory. We were we were trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about. And you know what? Like, it's been a really interesting season because without the Golden State Warriors, um, I think we, we all know that, like, a lot of things – are maybe different than we thought they would be, right? We thought the Thunder would be Thunder would be a, a lottery team, and that didn't happen. They they actually looked really good. We thought some good teams would be, you know, bad teams would be good. That that kind of like we thought Philly would be great, and Philly hasn't been that great. Um, so I think maybe our perception on a lot of players might have not changed or shifted because we know that it takes a long time to change overall perception of players, but. Um, you know, I, I kind of talked out there. Let's talk about how right now in the moment, this isn't about accolades. This isn't about, you know, oh, it's, he has a three-year run and we're going to call him top five, whatever. This is about right now how guys are playing. Am I right? Is that where we're going with this? Right now. Yes. There you go. Yes. Because I have some questionable people in my top five and ten. So right now for sure. All right. <laughs> so who wants Let's to start with it. point guards? 
Um, so, I, I want to start by giving. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask. The, I wanted to ask an injury question. Okay. So if if we're saying right now, now like for the injury exemption, is it like Kyrie doesn't count because he kind of played or he didn't play enough, or is it like Steph doesn't count because he missed most of the year, but now he's back healthy, so therefore, I mean, you know what I mean? How are you like, going to count? Yeah, like isn't Steph averaging like 15 points a game or something in his last few games? Yeah. Sure, and you can go out in history if you want to include him. That's fine, but like like the body of work this season is super small. But if you want to go by, if you want to weigh it just because of respect for him, I can dig that. No, I just just wanted to see where we were at with the the injury. Hey, man, that's what they made this because like because for example, like Kyrie was lighting it up before he went down, so it was like, but it, but anyway, I digress. He's still trash. <clears throat> I mean, he played yeah, he played twenty games, and the team seemed like when they were all healthy, like, and then you just removed him, they seemed like they played better. So, like, if you really want, to, you think he's a top five point guard, you make your argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. So he's actually not on my top five list, but so anyway, leading off, I actually had if we're going like straight up point guards. Okay. Over just like straight up, I I don't know what traditional sense you want to use, but um, I had. For me, it was like Dame or Russ, I thought, for just like straight up point guard, point guard. Um, I, I thought just Russ, the way he had, the way he had elevated like month by month, I think he might have like weaseled his way back in because he's been really good since December, like like really, really good. And they like his, like the on and off and everything else like were lights out. He was better than hard in the last like two months, even shooting. It was just like, does he sneak his way back in into just being like actual point guard? Like as of right now? So my question is, are we going are we going to count backwards from like the fifth to the first, or are we going to just jump right into number one? Ooh. Well, uh, what were what were what were Russ and Dame for you, Kyle? Were they like the first two? Like you were debating between those two? Yeah, just because the you know. We're, All right, well then right let's now, just start. Like... All right, well then let's just start one two. So we'll just pretend like we started at the top one to five. All right. So um. I'm looking at Dame. Uh, I ran some numbers since January 15th till now, and that's like about it's about 20 about 20 games for everybody. Some people a little more, some people a little less, right? Um, or until the end of the season. Uh, and I'm with you, man. Dame, it, to me, I don't know, man. So we're not gonna count Luke as a point guard, or we're making I did. small for it. I did. I counted him as a point guard. Yeah. Yeah. See, like for for me, like I had him as like a like technically a two, but like point guard duties. But I like, mean. If, if, if we're being honest, I I had LeBron as a point guard for a little bit. Then I was like, no, oh, yeah. no, no one's going to agree with yeah. me. I'm going to move him. But I was close. Brad Stevens ruined my brain. I'm sorry, but I was close. You know what's funny? <laughs> I said this a while ago, and people pushed back for some reason. I said, if you just if you, if you you just classify LeBron James as a point guard, he's the best point guard league you've ever seen. And they tried to argue with me saying, well, no, because it's, it's like, come on, dog. You, you, what point guard are you going to take over LeBron James, right? So I, I can feel that. So Kyle, yeah. you you had Dame one or Russ one? I'm gonna say Dame. Um, for the simple fact that Dame had that run, uh, was that mid January into February, kind of right before he got hurt. Yep. When yep. He was averaging like almost forty, and um, from that from those numbers, like I said, he played 19 games. He got hurt there at the end, but he was still averaging 33 games, shooting 48 percent from the floor. He was shooting 45 percent on 11 threes a night. Do you guys hear what I'm saying to you? Yes. He was shooting 11 threes a night and making 45% of it. And he was also averaging, right, he was averaging a little, a little under five rebounds, eight assists, 
only three turnovers with a really high usage. Like I get it. The team, right. The team was in the toilet kind of, and that was just roster management and, and injuries. Um, but this was probably Dame's best season and, you know, Steph's out hurt. So I think Dame, Dame was probably the best point guard in the league on any given night. Um, and unless we count Luca, that's what makes it really hard. Right. Cause I yeah, think, yeah, I, I think if you're counting Luca, I think Luca's probably right there. If not, uh, a, I had Luca number one. On yeah, my I mean, it's not right. Yeah, above. See, and I can't. I, I think we gotta all be in agreement. Um, it's just. I mean, you put. See, it's all. It's old standard though, right? Because you, you play a hypothetical game. So you swap Dame and Luca. Dame's not gonna get the rebounds, but Dame is gonna get the points. He's gonna make the deep. She's a better shooter. Um, and he's you know eight assists a game with nothing to sneeze at. It's right there. Luca's averaging what almost a triple double. So. But I get it. Um, you want a little more size. And you know what? We, we were talking before the show about uh, our guy, uh, Jason Tatum. But it's it's insane to think that Luca's 21 years old and he's averaging uh, from January 15th. It was 28 points a game, uh, eight rebounds, almost nine rebounds, and almost nine assists at 21 years old. Like, that's insane. Yep. Yep. I, it's stupid. It's stupid how good he is. It really is. Like, I, don't, I didn't share, like, many doubts about him. I had, like, questions. I think I think questions were fair. Like, I didn't think he was, like, I thought he was still clearly the best prospect in that draft. I was just, like, I do wonder if his, like, athletically is going to be able to keep up. I, I wondered about that and just a general adapting to the NBA, shooting threes. But he, I mean, he clearly, he clearly can do it all. I mean, it seems very silly in hindsight now, but he's just terrific. Just absolutely terrific. He is. The one thing I will say, he's kind of, he's picking up some James Harden tendencies I don't like. And I can't tell. He does a lot like, of whining. It's a good thing, I guess, in terms of, like, production. But, it's like, it's also kind of like an indictment on the league where it's, like, the way it's built, if you're going to be a guy who gets the line a bunch, you have to kind of do, after a certain, like, point, like, you do have to kind of flop and stuff like that. And he's starting, he's starting to get, like, actually, like, really good at that and starting to exploit that in a way um, that James Harden does. And it's good for him, but it's starting to kind of damper his watching experience for me personally. Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say it's definitely fair. I mean, it's it's something that the watchability factor does matter a lot because that's why people go so hard at Harden all the time. Like he's legitimately going to be one, he's an all time great player in this league, you know. And people go hard at him all the time because the style of play. It's not fun to watch. Is is the common retort that you'll hear from a lot of people. But he's unbelievably skilled. And again, like it's not for everybody, but it is what it is. But I can understand like the the Luca picking up some of those tendencies. You can you can see it. Like beginning of this year, like it was really really evident but so this is the problem when you go with that what, what they call it, a heliocentric offense with a one star and a bunch of pieces even though mm-hmm. you know uh, Porzingis is supposed to, because I mean his usage is so high he's gonna just dominate the ball and he's gonna rack up numbers which is great and um you know for a while they were in the playoff hunt and then they you know he got hurt and Porzingis got hurt so they I think are they still in the playoff yeah they were still in the playoff race when the season yeah. got got canned right so I'm gonna um I'm gonna own up to it. I was one of those Lucas skeptics, and not you know honestly because you know when people said a lot of things about him, uh, they they brought up the MVP and Euro MVP, and then I'm like, well, look at this long list of like NBA washouts that won Euro MVPs. Like there's there's really and it's it's true. Like um uh what's his name uh Jan Vasily won one right the Jan Vasily the, the washout. I saw. It, I had the Euro skepticism as far as, you know, well, sure, he's doing this against these guys. Is he going to be athletic enough as a pro? And he came and he blew all that out of the water. 
Uh, but I'm going to buck the system. You guys got him number one. I'm still going Dame. For the simple fact that he he's uh, the three-point shooting this season was he's gunning. He's taken nine a game since January 15th, and he's making like 31%. I know that's not the end-all, be-all. He's still a, a huge uh, – he, 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 and the fact that he's only a – he's been a plus uh, 2.4 on off uh, since January 15th, which is good. You're still a positive, but that's not like on Dame level, I think. So I'm going to go with Dame. Dame had a larger responsibility, and sure – they, you know, they had a nice little streak there, and they were losing. But I, I'm gonna say, I, I say Dame was the best point guard in the league this season. Luca was my number two. Okay, so we have Luca, Dame, and Russ. I think in some order. Did anyone have Ben Simmons in their top five? He's number four for me. Yeah, no, uh, I actually had him at four. Also, I had him and Russ kind of in the same territory under that, like playing for a contender that's probably not like gonna get through as the contender, but like. You know, that second tier of team, that's kind of where I had both of them, like top of the, tar- uh, you know, top of that tier. Yeah, like I gave him, I gave him and gave him a lot of crap for his, I think he has the most, he has the biggest undiagnosed yips in the entire league and no one talks about it at like in the, in that context. But, but but outside of that, it's like he took his game to another level um, defensively as like has been talked at ad nauseum. But, like, also, if you just watch a Sixers game, like, he is consistently the only guy going full force at both ends at all times. Even in this underwhelming season for the Sixers, like, Ben Simmons has been the consistent bright spot for them. And he's in a place where he's had his coach call him out. Um, he's gotten the, he's gotten hits from the media. <laughs> I think his star status was kind of waning a little bit. Like, I know it wasn't crazy to think, oh, is he going to be an all-star when, like, the all-star voting first opens, it wasn't, like, a given he would be on the team, at least in my opinion. But I think he's really just, like, taken all that and just kind of ran with it, kind of stayed to who he was, got better as who he was. And you just can't kind of argue with, like, the numbers and overall body of work. So for me, I felt like I would be remiss if I didn't put him in my top five. I can have him top five, but I'm going to I'm gonna give, I'm going to do something that's going to make me vomit inside. I've always kind of detested Chris Paul, always. Right. And I was I was excited when, you know, kind of Russ overtook him during that 16, 17 season, got an MVP and uh, Chris Paul seemed to be fading because I just look at I want to punch him in the face just watching him play. Um, Chris Paul more than that. This is what made me kind of think of this. Our whole idea was the fact that the man since January 15th is averaging almost 20 points a game. Um, he's, he's shooting lights out from all areas of the floor, as he always does. Uh, seven rebounds. Uh, or was that seven assists? Seven assists, uh, you know, like five or six rebounds. Like, and he had that team in position with his leadership that we say great to other stars and other teams. Chris Paul, to me, has been, like, insane, especially when you look at his crunch time numbers. Ben Simmons is great. My thing is he's a floor raiser, and I don't know if he's a ceiling setter because he does so many things great, and he's just such a great defensive player and versatile. Like you said, he plays hard. But, again, when you can't give a guy the ball in crunch time to do things, it's really hard. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say anything stupid like crunch, like like clutch gene or anything, but, like, it's just, it's just different, you know? So, to me, I think Chris Paul is my number three, and Russ is my number four, and uh, I guess I got to put your boy uh, Ben Simmons number five. See, see, for my five, I actually had Kyle Lowry. For oh, <laughs> For, for for right for right now for right now he's been playing great this year. No, you're right. It's just that I hate Kyle Lowry, but just all right. I so. I I wasn't sure if this one was going to be received well, but I felt like like he's for the same reasons that like we're, we're given Chris like 
the, the Chris Ball points, I feel like, you know, not that we, we counted out Lowry the way we counted out Chris Ball because we absolutely did not. I absolutely was counting out Chris Ball, 100%. 100%. He looks unbelievable this year. I don't know what has gotten him like into him and that OKC team. They're a great. They were so much fun to watch. Um, I I will gladly eat crow on that because I was I was getting a lot of jokes off. He was going to retire ringless, and you know it's still true, but it's less funny when he's playing extraordinarily well. You know, I was. It's not the way I wanted to laugh this off. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of just the same way I feel about Lowry. Like he's out there busting his ass every game. Like the Raptors are way, 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 way better than I think we thought they were going to be this year. Um, well, I can't speak for you guys. I don't think I specifically had a Raptors conversation with you guys, but the general consensus was like, I think even if you were a little bit higher on them, you were like, well, you know, still losing Kawhi Leonard's a big deal. So maybe not as good as winning the championship last year. You know, like I, I thought they were maybe like a four-ish to six seed somewhere in there, but like, they've kind of like, <laughs> They've kind of been really, really good, and they didn't look like they had much of a drop off. And I don't know. I just, I just want to give him a little bit of credit, man. I mean, he was, he was balling. Two charges so, in the All Star game. Two charges in the All Star game. That to me already knocked him out of top five. That was <laughs> <laughs> off the top. So let me ask you guys: bigger surprise, Chris Paul and the Thunder, or uh, or Kyle Lowry and the Raptors? Has to be OKC because I feel like the Raptors, okay. at least at least in my opinion, where where the Raptors drop off was going to happen was in the playoffs. So I think that's where you need your ceiling raisers like Kawhi Leonard. So that's where I expected to see like okay, they might still win regular season games because they were winning regular season games before Kawhi got there, and they're still winning them now even if. But my whole thing was going to be like when it came to the playoffs and it like really got to it, that's when we'll kind of see them struggle. So I'm not as surprised as the Raptors the Raptors playing one regular season I will say it is surprising to the two seed but we still I still kind of expect them to be like a home court team but like the OKC it was like it was pretty consensus that they wouldn't even be a playoff team you know like when the year started it was like yeah like they have an okay starting five but look who they got after that not a lot so for them to be like firmly like in the playoffs and have Chris Paul play at an all-star level have Shea Gilgis Alexander playing well that's that's huge, and I think that's probably the biggest surprise um, in the league outside of someone who I'm sure I'll talk about later. And on top of that, like I, I just think guys didn't expect like OKC to stay together. Like I, I, I just didn't at first acknowledge like needing to analyze what they would be because I wasn't even sure that they were going to keep all those guys. I just thought like I, I don't know. I thought like maybe they're going to try to move Chris Paul somehow and, and use a bunch of those picks to to dump him off in a, a salary dumper. Are they just going to give the keys, you know, right to SGA or uh, is Gallo a trade chip while he still has some kind of value left and he stays kind of healthy? Are they going to finally move on from Steven Adams? I just kind of thought like at least one or two of those guys was probably going to be gone pretty quickly. And I was very, very wrong about that. And they've been a fun little team. Yeah, I'm, I got to say that's been my big surprise. Yeah, and you know what? I, I got to begrudgingly give Kyle Lowry, I guess, his respect because I, I hate him, too. He just... I went from I went from really liking him uh, and respecting him, and I mean he's he's a good player, he's a really good player. I get it, and he's he's the heart and soul of that Raptors team. He's been incredible, and I'm I'm looking at his numbers. His numbers have been almost identical to Chris Paul since the same. You know, he's averaging like just a hair under 19 points a game, about four or five rebounds. He's a you know a huge a huge positive in the uh, net on off stuff. So 
his numbers are very similar to Chris Paul's. Um, and <clears throat> I guess I give Chris Paul the edge with the shooting and the actual, like, you know, we know Larry's clutch too, but he's going to call it a key steal, a key charge drawn or something while yeah. Chris Paul just literally takes over in the clutch and he's just bombing. He's hitting, he's just, he's just a killer for mid range, which I mean, that should be, you know, that's not the difference maker, but in my mind, those two things are different. So whatever, man. Yeah. yeah. The charging off, that was trash to me, dude. Like, I don't know. I'm one. I'm one of the few people that I, I was never screaming about defense in All Star game. I want to see the world's best athletes run and jump and dunk and shoot threes, and I was fine with a 174 to 170 shootout. <laughs> I didn't care. So. Like, listen, that that is a fair argument. Real quick, like before we move on to like uh, the, you know the twos, but um, that that is a fair argument. I've, I've I actually have had that conversation before. I was like, you know. Every year we bitch about how to fix All Star Weekend and what's wrong with the All Star Game, but I was like, I do think we we always forget. Like initially, it's not supposed to be about us. It's supposed to be about like the kids that are watching and like like the younger demographic, like growing up. Like it was targeted for us. You know what I mean? Like it was a star show for us to watch and be impressed by the stars doing all the things that they're good at. It was a showcase game. Like of course it was. That's it. So it's like yeah. like that the argument of course makes sense because that's why the game exists. I think like. We just selfishly, as like a, as aggressive basketball fans, are always like, no, like it needs to be hard nosed competition, world's best, you know, bl- you know, blood, sweat, tears, last five minutes, like they got to be going for it. Like I, I get, I honestly, I hate both sides in it, but like I honestly get it. Like was it, it ever like that? Was it ever I don't think like so. that though? Not like blood, like, sweat, like, tears. I'm not old enough to like speak on like '90s, '80s, stuff like that. But like I don't like I don't remember it ever being like such. It crazy, was yeah. It would, it would, they would boot, they would BS around for the first like 45 minutes, and then if it was close, they would kind of, they would always kind of rally at the end and say, "All right, let's lock yeah. down. They want to win," and that's fine to me. I don't care. I was fine with that. Play around, like the, have fun. The unspoken rule, yeah. basically. Basically, yeah. If it's close to the end, we're going to play hard, and we're we're not going to give anybody anything at the end. And now it's like now like the the dork squad really took over, and now they have that Elam ending, and like you know they're just orgasm over, which is it's fine. I thought it was entertaining. It absolutely was. It absolutely worked. But like yeah, I never thought the All Star game was broken. So um so hey, real quick, I know we're going to move on. So let me ask you. So preseason come into the season, what would your guys' point guard rankings top five? Ah. Yeah, let's talk about um, Russell Westbrook was not on it. Yeah, Russell. Yeah, not I wouldn't have. Lie. I wouldn't have Russell. I think Russ and Chris Paul weren't on it for me, right? And of course, it was Kyrie. It was. Um, I, I, I still like Steph. Yep, Steph was still there. So Steph was yeah. number one with the bullet for me. Yeah, I think I had Dame like a strong number two. Um, I don't know who else. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle probably wasn't in my top five either. Well, I, 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 I guarantee you, I put Trey Young uh, top five oh. beginning of season. I get I. I can I don't know for sure, but I guarantee if I look at my tweets, that was probably like my like he'd be off the top of my head. I get I I would have guessed he was like the fourth or bad, fifth, fourth or fifth overall like point guard because I was I, probably I know I was anticipating a pretty big step from him and and individually he's played great, but I mean yeah. like the, the Hawks have been just horrific and I was anticipating them be being like somewhat better and that that, that argument carrying some weight, but it is what it is. Yeah, so uh, I think I had Kemba borderline top five too and. I think he started off kind of in that range this season, but the injuries have kind of robbed him. So now, um, so I don't know, but yeah, it's it's been nice to see Chris Paul's resurgent, Russell Westbrook's resurgent. Even though I know I'm the biggest Russ fan, um, so when they started off and they were already, you know, they were killing them early to watch him turn around has been really nice. Even though I think he is going to be the fatal flaw of the, well, he would have been the fatal flaw of the Rockets, or will be the fatal flaw of the Rockets in the playoffs when they just let him shoot and they they just 
you know, they just send two at him or just, you know, start packing the lane a little more. So well, that's we'll good. see. Well, I mean, he can give James a break from the criticism. So he's, he's just being a good friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when, so when James true. Harden shoots 6 for 25 and Russ goes 7 for 30, Russ will take the, all the critique. Yeah. Definitely. Um, did you guys have any uh, anybody else in your preseason top fives? I'm not gonna uh, lie to you. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. I will also say that, that since January 15th, Marcus Smart was averaging about 15, five and five, and was one and of shooting the, too damn much. Uh, yes, absolutely shooting too much. Um, I, I wish they could dial him in about 15, 20 percent, but he's still been. Uh, he's like number among point guards. Among guards, he's like the 12th in in their uh, net on off. He's been the plus almost a plus six. Damn. For for yeah, uh, Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry are both plus seven point five, and he's been plus five point five. So like he's wow. been really effective. So yeah. would Marcus, Marcus Smart be the best be... player on the Knicks? I mean, would Marcus Smart absolutely? <laughs> I, I mean, would would you be the best player on the Knicks at this point? I mean, this is not. <laughs> what, what, what are we asking here? The, the bar is hell, my friend. We're not. <laughs> yeah, the bar is. You could have asked me any. You could have put anybody's name. It could have been a fill in the blank. Could have been like, "Yep, absolutely, hundred percent. I would sign them today. I, I would enjoy wow. better basketball coming my way." I thought you were gonna give me like a fl- don't don't come in here with that with that like they they break. they. What? I'm not even gonna do like the whole the whole Nick spiel thing. But they were so disheartening this year for the simple fact that like there was no expectation amongst fans. Like a- any any optimism. Like I don't know if you spoke to anybody that was talking about playoffs, but like that. Didn't seem to be a thing that existed. Nobody, there was no delusions. Everyone was pretty dead inside. We're just like, all right, they finally have enough kids to say that they're like truly embracing the rebuild. Are they actually going to embrace the rebuild in a way that we are hoping? And immediately, of course, the answer was no. And that's all we need to see. I just, I just need to see that they weren't going to do it like they said they were. You know, they, they had been promising, swearing up and down. We we're going to, you know, play the kids. We're going to, you know, empower the kids, optimize them, whatever. We're going to play fast. We're going to be running. The pace sucked. We we shoot no threes. Every it's just miserable, miserable. I have nothing to defend. Like you know I love, what? I love like RJ. Him. I love RJ. I love Mitch. But it's like they don't they don't play them enough. They don't play them the right way. You know, it's just it's very frustrating to watch. Is 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 Mike Miller? Does Mike Miller think he has a chance at being resigned for the job? Because that's how he's coaching. He's coaching I, I think, like someone who's trying to prove that he can win. I, I have two schools of thought, and, and the first one is, yeah, and it's it's definitely that a little bit. But I think B is, uh, and this is my hunch, this is not backed by anything. I think the Knicks, for whatever reason, having watched them the last four or five years continually try to swear that they're doing a rebuild and never really doing it, um, even in, in whatever convoluted rebuild they think they're doing they want to be seen as a team that has nba players or what they consider nba players on the floor at all times that's why they signed a bunch of like names that in a vacuum sound okay or solid this past summer like marcus morris yeah okay sure julius randall sure yeah you know like alfred payton okay whatever like these are guys that like yeah i guess you would take them on on the bench you know like these are okay solid players like an alfred or or it's just could James Dolan named five Knicks right now without looking at a sheet of paper? No, no. Did you? He didn't do this last year. He got like they caught him last year with this. He had some like interview on the Michael K show, and they're like, uh, you know, oh, are you excited about like the, the 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 kids on this team? You know, the young core. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm excited about like Kevin Knox and uh, and and Frank. And then he just like moved right. Like he didn't mention anybody else. He just moved right along. Like he like stuttered. He stuttered and then he moved right along. Like knew nobody else. 
Like, like it's crazy. Well, like, if you were talking to James Dolan right now and you told him you played shooting guard for the Knicks, would would he believe you? I hope so. I'd be convincing. <laughs> I'd be convincing. I just I would just pretend to be Damian Dotson. I'd be like, yeah, I don't play very much, uh, despite my great consistency. Uh, every time I'm out on the floor and I shoot 40, percent but I I don't play because Wayne Ellington needs minutes minutes on this team for some reason. Yeah. The Knicks are just such a misguided, and a lot of the things they do, they they mean well, right? Like, hey, we want to show that we play hard. We're gonna give it, and we're gonna always, you know, try to always try to win. We're not gonna tank. But then, like, dude, you're playing, you know, Julius Randle and Mitch. You know, like I said, Mitch isn't playing. Mitch Robinson isn't playing enough minutes, and Frank has been. He broke Frank, and I just hope they don't break, break RJ. You know, I just hope they don't break RJ. So this usually I would take any shot, any chance I can to, to you know, take shots at Knicks fans, and Knicks as a Celtics fan. But I actually felt bad this season because I thought this was the one year where, like you said, they they kind of had a you know, bunch of promise and hey, we're gonna bring these young guys up and we're gonna really hey, we're pivoting away from this you know Chase vets thing. But nope, nope, they just. They just, they just, they made, they made a mess of it again. Same thing every year. We, I, I watched Emmanuel Moutier start a point guard last year. Before that, I watched Jared Jack start. You know, I'm watching like guys like Kyle O'Quinn or Doug McDermott like get got you know minutes over the 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 other kids or younger players that they had taken chances on. It's like, well, why are we drafting players that you have no intentions of playing like or using the way that like their their strengths could be helping you? It just makes. Very like they'll they'll play RJ. RJ needs the ball. Then they play him in a lineup that has no spacing, and then he's like spotting up in the corner. That's not that's not what RJ Barrett should be doing. Like RJ Barrett should have the ball a little bit more, playing with Mitchell Robinson, space the floor out with some shooters, let him make some decisions, and then lo and behold, when they accidentally do that occasionally once every five games, he has a tremendous game. It's not rocket science. Like I don't ever want to be the guy that's like, oh, we're smarter than the NBA GMs or coaches. Because that's, like, never the case. But, like, sometimes it is. You know what I mean? Sometimes yep. it is. Yep. Sometimes they get uh, they get stuck and they, they lose sight of the fourth because of the trees. And they, they you know, in their little world, they, they, the stuff makes sense. But we have the big picture overview. And we're smart enough to say, like, this this just isn't working. Or this this would be better. So, well, yeah, sorry to say that. I mean, speaking of the Knicks, though, how do you think about potential help of Bradley Beal, who was my number one shooting guard? Oh, there yeah. we go. Good segment. Nice segue. Hey, hey, excellent, excellent segue. Um, yeah, I mean, I would if you. That's an excellent question for you to ask me because I actually have three different versions of a Bradley Beal Photoshop in a Knicks uniform on my phone saved in my folder. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would love for him to be a Nick. I I would love it. I think any ball handler who's going to be able to knock down an outside shot like that is going to be valuable next to R.J. Barrett. So for me as a as a Knicks fan, I would love him. But um, I I don't even really disagree with your ranking here because he's been I just I mean we did, we all saw the stretch I mean uh, we all were watching the Wizards for Bradley Beal I'm assuming and if we didn't watch live we we caught the games after because he was unbelievable my only question to you is like you do you guys rank Kawhi Leonard or Paul George as a guard like a two guard or a small forward? I put Kawhi um, as a small forward, but I could hear arguments for shooting guard. Just want to clarify where we're at with those two. Okay. Well, I mean, hold on. Don't they start? They, they start uh, Pat Beverly. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't Landry Shaman start at two guard? When PG's not playing. I think the starting five is Pat, PG, Kawhi, Morris, and Zubach. Yeah, because oh, I, okay. I thought PG was more the two 
like whatever that even means in today's NBA. Yeah, and, I have him uh, here. And Kawhi, yeah, and Kawhi was the three. And then if that was the case, then I, I definitely have Bradley Beal one for my top two guard because then I know, you know, like it, it makes more sense now. If we, for me anyway, if I had it that way. So here's my question to you guys. <clears throat> yeah. Trey Young was leading all, all, like he's one of the best scorers at point guard, right? But we didn't rank mm-hmm. him top five because the defense is atrocious. Right, I know where this is going. So, uh, well, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons we don't we didn't rank Trey Young top five because he was averaging thirty and like nine. So otherwise, like the defense is a pretty big part of it, right? Yes, for sure. Uh, sorry, he's averaging, he's averaging almost thirty and eleven. So, so do we not ding Bradley Beal for the same thing? Because Bradley Beal is awesome offensively. He's having five assists, um, almost six assists a game in his last twenty five games. He was averaging thirty four points a game, forty eight percent from the floor. 41% for three, the only score on a terrible team and still was putting up numbers pretty efficiently. But, uh, and the, honestly, I'm looking, he was actually a net positive on a, a team that was 11 to 14 in those last games. So, um, yeah, it's a strange situation with him. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, to a degree. I just think I've seen Bradley Beal in the playoffs, like defense, okay. not well. And it, it's probably not fair because we are just doing this year. But, like, I've seen him do it, you know? And with Trey Young, it's like at that size, like, Will you kind of like limit your team ceiling when the if you're the best player on the team? I don't know. Like I have no idea how that's gonna be. But at least with Bradley Beal, like we've seen him time and time again take his game to an, to another level in the postseason. So for me, it's like I don't have the same type of long term concerns with him as I do with a guy like Trey Young. Yeah, okay. For me, but for me, the Brad Beal thing too. It was especially like the emphasis on the right now how we're ranking them because like. I mean, it's harder to be hotter at the two right now than Brad Beal was. And I felt like just staying true to that, I had to give him the edge. You know what I mean? I can dig it. And I think you both swayed me. Because um, Harden is, was awesome, but I think Harden kind of tailed off recently. That's ex- exactly uh, he, where my issue was. Yeah, he was my number one, but it seems like, and I mean, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like Russell Westbrook has kind of wrested control of that team from him as far as like the emotional leader. And they were really like, bad towards before they, they ended the season. They were like, they lost, what, four straight, one game to the Knicks, so. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, what Rowan Barrett is going off at the Garden, there's only so many things he can do. I mean, <laughs> cannot stop him. You can only hope to contain him. I mean, did you see, did you see the, the step back? I just, it, oh, just, oh when, when that guy, when he's cooking, he's cooking, you know. Just I actually, I actually have James Harden third on my list. Cause I have Chris Middleton oh. as number two on shooting guards. The I, I am not, I don't have that, but I don't, I'm not going to argue it because I know Chris Middleton has been absolutely awesome lately. I just, I just, right. I just, I, I, I just feel like I had to, I had to put him in there. The right. way he's like, the way he's, he's been like 50, 40, 90 for like a couple months now, absolutely tearing it up. Um, His assist numbers are up. He, he doesn't get to line, which is just a thing for him. But he's probably the best or second best mid range shooter in the entire league. Just he's just been putting on a complete arsenal, and he's really like crapped on the whole narrative of the Bucks not having like a real number two. I think this is like kind of like the year where he just has really, really put that to rest. So I feel like I have to throw him some love. That's throw him some love. Yeah, that's 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 fair. So Chris Milton since January fifteenth, twenty four points, seven rebounds, uh, almost five assists. And, yep, he's 51% from the floor, 44% from three almost, and 92% from the free throw line. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Killer. Pretty, pretty good. Um, I mean, I will say I I had Devin Booker pretty high up here this year. 
Um, I, I don't I don't know if we're doing the penalizing thing for not being a playoff team with him. Oh no, um, he's five for me. Just yeah, I, I, I mean he's like he he was just like too good. You know, I, I don't know I don't know why I have a, a level of separation with him that maybe I I should be affording to like Trey, but I, I thought that he was just really impressive. I watched a lot more Suns this year. The like once I saw like he had stepped it up a little bit in the beginning of the season, I wanted to make sure I was tuning in, and I was. I was impressed, um, not just with the improved shooting, but just his overall playmaking, I think, is a bit underrated. Yeah, um, it's so. always been underrated, and I blame Coach Cal for that. Because Coach Cal really had him playing like Wayne Ellington his whole year in college. Yeah. <laughs> this- because, well, because I remember, I, I don't know who I, I had this conversation with, but I, it might have actually been uh, with you, James. But I, I was like, I didn't get what there was to like uh with him coming with Devin Booker because I was like I I just saw like a an all rightish spot up shooter in college like I didn't see I didn't see much I had him ranked for, I mean I'm no expert by any means I'm an idiot but I didn't have him ranked very high I didn't see much in him and then like the player that I'm seeing today is like not at all what I saw back then obviously so it turns out yeah, you had him confused he... with James Young oh, <laughs> oh man that's the name I haven't heard in years oh boy <laughs> Jake so since January 15th, your boy Booker's been averaging 20, a shade, 26 points and then a shade under five assists and seven uh, – I'm sorry, five rebounds and seven assists. It's weird because Devin Booker has such a pretty jump shot, uh, but even this year, like, he's, he's shooting 35% from three, you know. So it's one of those weird things. I think he takes a lot of bad shots. And, you know, I guess – I don't know. I, I, he'll ha- he'll end up having years, right, where he's a, he's going to be a 40% shooter. So He's only 23. That's crazy. So, yeah, he'll end up having years when he's a, he's a 43% three-point shooter, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, not like it's going to sound like I'm making an excuse for him. Maybe I am. But I wonder how missing, you know, DeAndre Ayton for 25 games mattered at all for him, you know, in, in terms of at least, you know, having a well, – what, what's up? Oh, I was saying, well, these numbers are from January 15th on. So DeAndre was back. Oh, he was back. Okay, never mind. We're good. Yeah, so this is from January. This is like, right? Yeah, DeAndre came back, what? Like, I don't know. He's been back for most of these games, at least. So, yeah, so I don't know. But I think, yeah, it's been his, his whole thing, his whole career. Like, he's never had a real, quote-unquote, good three-point shooting season. So, But he's, he'll be fine. He's awesome. That's so um, you, guys got, you guys got Beal number one and Chris Milton number two? Yep. I had Harden, That's what I too. Have. I had Harden, too. You had Harden? Okay. I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go Middleton number one just because defense oh. matters. Ooh. I'm going to do it, man. Spicy. The other guys – yeah, they just don't play defense. Like, none of these other guys really – like, Booker, I think, has shown that he can when he wants to a little bit, but he, he doesn't – he's not a defender. Uh, we know Harden – Harden just whatever he can post defend the post a little bit, but on the perimeter he's kind of food. Uh, Bill doesn't hasn't been defending, and we don't care what he does because he's on a, a lot of teams. So look, Middleton, like I said, the January fifteenth has been averaging like twenty four games. So and he's a great, he's a, a really good defender, good team defender especially. And you could you know you could throw him on. He's very versatile. He, he can move up and down anywhere from what like two to four. So yep, I'm a, I'm gonna go that he's been probably end of season right now as he was playing. I think he was probably a little better than I go him then Harden. Then I'm gonna go Bill for my number three. Uh, does anyone have Paul George on the top five? I, I So, Paul actually has been kind of bad since he came back from those injuries. Not He like he had that string of games where he had, I think he didn't score more than like 14 for like four or five games. So, he's not been bad. The defense has been good. He's on one of the best teams in the league. So, so if we're saying defense counts. Are we, are we discounting Paul George? I had him fifth on my list. So, I had him up there. 
he's also my favorite player, so that there might have been some I mean, bias in there. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be a whoa 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 whoa! You can't just say, you, Paul George is your favorite player. He is. He's been my favorite player. Like it's who I want. It's who I wanted I, Jason Tatum to aspire to be. I, I, I'm not even now. saying. I, I'm not even saying uh-huh. this to be funny. I've gen, I've genuinely genuinely never met anybody who has said that Paul George is their favorite player. Not even trying I'm to be funny. Right there with you. This is this is one of the more shocking things I've heard. I, really? I've never heard someone yep. come out and say Paul and, and this, is my favorite player. And and I I genuinely like Paul George and I enjoy watching him. I actually I, I really like watching the Clippers for this reason. Um, not my favorite player. Just very surprised that I've heard it be somebody's favorite player. I don't know that I, he is. I'm, I'm being I'm being very serious. I don't know. No, it's like I it's think... like Kevin Durant. Like there's not many like big big Kevin Durant fans out there. Like some guys don't have like that. I don't know. I guess that that draw. I just think he doesn't have like this pizzazz kind of like Chris Middleton. Like he doesn't. He doesn't really do anything outside of those like series with LeBron where he went back and forth. And that was, I think, the peak of his popularity. Outside of that, he's just a guy that's just like he's just all around good. And that's just kind of it. Like not spectacular, not really that like elite where you're like he's for sure top three, top two or nothing like that. But he just gets the job done. And like last year, he was like a borderline MVP candidate just before he got injured. He was good. Yeah, he was amazing last season before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. What, 28 a game last year? So, yeah, he was incredible. Um, I'm looking at his numbers now, so his scoring's down a bit. But, yeah, he's, he's at since January 15th, 17 points a game, five rebounds, four assists. Like, that's, you know, and he's, he's you know, obviously the, like, the second or third best uh, on-off numbers on the on the Clippers. He's, he's taking fine. less shots he's, than Lou Will. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? He's being that glue guy. You know, he's he's that guy right now. Like, he's just filling in. The defense is getting back to elite kind of level. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder I guess. how I wonder how that's gonna work for the Clippers if if we have a playoffs this year. Because you you have to think like Paul George is thinking when the playoffs start, I'm gonna be taking much more than 13 shots a game. Especially arrested, healthy Paul George, and that's yeah. where I think, wow. So no, I I think we'll definitely see a lot more Paul George and and Kawhi Leonard staggering. No more all bench lineups where Lou will and you know Montrell Harold Harold just run pick and roll. It'll be you know, hey, Kawhi sits, Paul George is handling the rock and vice versa, I think. Probably. It should be like that. So I don't know. No. So so yeah, I guess we ca- I guess we gotta slot Paul George somewhere in the top. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, Middleton's been better than him. Um and uh, we look at the production of Harden and, and your boy, uh, your boy in Washington, Beal. So yeah, it's easy to put Paul George number four. Uh, and I wanted to ask you guys, um, for for this little Boston duo, do we have anybody that you would consider as the two guard? Yeah, Jalen. I'll put Jalen, and Jalen's be my number five. Easy. I'm done. Yeah. Well, uh, that's not easy. No, that's not easy because Jimmy Butler's been really good too. Shit. So that yeah, that's that's sort of where I, I was kind of fault. My last like three for this was like Jalen, um, who I definitely wanted to get my. I've said this to Alex like a thousand times, but. I've been wrong about Jalen Brown so, so, so many times. Literally every season, I'm like, all right, man, like, you know, he really took a step up last year, but I really think he's reached his ceiling. I think this is, that's it for the type of player that I think he is. And then every year he comes in and then he's like a little bit better than the year before. And then like this year, he did it again. I was like, well, last year sold me. He did, That's it. He's just going to be a good high level role player, nothing else. And then this year he's like, oh, I'll just be a little bit better than that. No big deal. And he just inched up a little bit further. So I don't know. I mean, I I don't know off the top of my head what his last 25 game stats were, but I know he's been playing very good basketball. So uh, do you have do we have those handy? We do. Um, 
Well, if you want to ding him, though, you could ding him for uh, the injuries. Right? Like he hasn't that. played as much. Second half of the season, he hasn't played as, like the, the way these other guys have. So, so we're looking at Jalen's last played. Uh, yeah, he only played 16, 16 games here at the end of the season because you know, I think he has he has what the quad issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty one point seven points a game, forty nine percent from the floor, thirty six and a half percent from three. Um, almost six rebounds, only a couple assists, but he gets you a steal. Um, and you know he's he, really high uh, on the team right now we we'll talk about uh, on-off numbers. It's Jason Tatum and then Gordon Hayward, Smart, Heist, and Jalen Brown are both. They're all in, like they're all above five plus five. So the Celtics are so top-heavy, man. So Jalen's been really good. He's just keeping him on the court lately with the, the ankles and stuff. So yeah, I still don't. I don't. I didn't actually have him top five for shooting guards though. I had Harden, Beal, Middleton, Paul George, and Devin Booker. And that's fair, right? Yeah. I mean, if. It, you can and I also had a hard time. Play. I had a hard time putting him as a shooting guard because he defends forwards so much. Yeah, and it, it confused me with the positions. I'm like, do I really count him as a as a two guard? Because like I get like I guess if you go by height on the in lineups, I guess. But well, like, I mean, he it's, did, Kemba, it's Kemba and Jay, it's Kemba and Jay Jason, and then Tice obviously. Oh well, I guess we got Gordon Howard, Gordon Hayward in there so. So yeah, it, so do you want to just say Boston doesn't have a two guard then, right? Because they just have three, they have three small forwards. Yeah, it just, point guard it, just center. it just depends on how you define shooting guard. Because if you want to go about like usage and shots, like I guess you could even make an argument that Jason Tatum is a guard or like a shooting guard or something like that. So it's like Boston is just a weird team. It's when when you start talking about positions with them, it's very hard. I think it's easier just to do what James said and just assume it's like just three small forwards. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go with. Um, yeah, I, oh man. I'm gonna drop Booker and I'm gonna put Jimmy Butler at my number five. That's fair. That's fair. I left because, Jimmy off. Well, I mean, go ahead. Uh, I just left Jimmy off because, like, I I know that he's still. I I hate this because Jimmy's one of my favorite players. <laughs> it's just, but I mean, he was he was having such a bad, like, not a bad year, but like shooting wise, it, it was a rough go for him. Like we know what Jimmy typically does. I don't. I don't think it was anything more than just like a, a an extended slow start or just a typical down year. I don't want to believe it was. Oh no, anything he's more still shooting like twenty percent from three. Yeah, like I just look like. But hey, he's I couldn't. I couldn't do it though. I couldn't do it in good faith. I just couldn't. Like I like because I like I I've tried. I've tried like with these arguments, but it was like he's right there. He's right there. It's not like a true ding on Jimmy. It's just. I give somebody else the edge right now. He's been great. He's he's just not been his normal. Like, he's chilling. He's chilling. He's, he's he's not his normal self. Yeah. You know, I don't know and the way I, that I don't know. It's the Heat. The Heat had a kind of they had a free fall, right? They they uh they start off really well, but I'm looking at their you know Jimmy Butler in the last 20 games they were 12 and eight. You know, by my by my at a bio, he's played 26 games and they've been 14 and 12. They really kind of been scuffing along, and a lot of that, you know, their defense is falling apart. Jimmy Butler's supposed to be this defensive ace, you know. They got Bam, and their defense is falling apart. And I mean, hey, Jimmy's the face; he's the guy. So I got to put a lot of that on him. So you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the gavel. I'm tossing him out, and we're gonna bring. Him. I know my boy Jalen's up there. Just, so I got Booker and Jalen, I guess. Okay. Um, moving along, we can go into the, uh, the, the threes here, and then. Try to scuffle to define a couple of these guys as well in this list. Uh, I'm going to assume we all have the same number one. Well, depends. Are you are we counting Giannis as a small forward or no? I say yes, but does okay. he does he count like under point guard? No. See, you're going to confuse what? us now. Giannis. Just, Giannis. Well, I, was, right? I was trying. I was trying to LeBron rule it, but it, it's. Okay. <laughs> 
was, I didn't know how far this was going to extend, but no, I, I have him as a small forward. Okay. Yeah, yeah so... Small okay, yeah, so then I guess the consensus is one, unless there's any Kawhi truthers. No, um, I, I... I guess, yeah, I, I got to go Giannis. I, I, went, I went Giannis. I, I then went LeBron at, at two. Um, I... Do you guys have him as small? I feel like I need to ask this with everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, small, small so like, forward as well. Yeah, so like top three small forwards for me is Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go with that too, just because I'm tired of Lakers fans. Now, nah, um, Bron has been awesome. I just hate the fact that that great weekend he just had when he beat the Clippers and the Bucks, and it became oh, he's been like this all year because he hasn't been. He hasn't been. Let's just be real. He he was kind of coasting a lot, and he, when he coasts, he put up twenty five seven and seven, whatever it is. He's awesome. I get it. Twenty five seven and twelve, whatever. But um, yeah, he's been great. He's been really nice towards the end of the season too. So uh, I go, I go, Giannis, Braun, and Kawhi. I gotta admit it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I basically have the same order. I I dabbled with. Sliding Tatum up a little bit higher. I thought about it, uh, you know, putting him at three, but I I left him. Uh, I, I have quiet three for now. Uh, where do you get? Do you guys have Tatum? Uh, he's got. He's on your list. I know this. So where is he? Uh, he's four. Tatum number. Yeah, he's number four. Uh, okay, okay. We're just talking about how he played the second half of the season. That February was insane. Okay. Right. Okay. So yeah. I just I, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure nobody had him at, like, five and we're being a little bit coy here because you don't want to come on. But, like, I mean, he's been he's been unbelievable. I mean, we were talking about it in the DMs a little bit earlier, and I let you I want you guys to actually go out about him a little bit. But, like, it's frustrating for me when the Celtics have people that I, I like. Like, I like Jason Tatum. So it's, like, him as the player, I enjoy seeing him cook. But then it's, like, God, God damn it, he's on the, he's on the Celtics. It's the same thing with Jalen Brown. I love Jalen Brown. What, what an incredible person he is and is becoming – yeah, a player. He's he's a ton of fun to watch, but again, he's for the Celtics, and it's unfortunate that you guys keep getting these good players that I would enjoy rooting for that I never get to root for. So, a uh, little bit. How do you feel about Marcus Smart? You love Marcus uh, Smart too. You know, I, I actually I hated Marcus Smart for a, a long period of time. He's grown on me as like a, a thorn in my side. You know, I every team needs him. I know I'd enjoy rooting for him if he was on my team. Uh, still frustrates me a lot with the especially with the flapping. I hate that shit. Uh, he's a little excessive with it, but. It is what it is. Wow. So yeah. Did you just have <laughs> Kyle Lowry in your top five? Have you seen Kyle Lowry play during crunch time? I I, ha- I brought up the the two charges in the All Star game. I mean, Kyle Lowry is one of the most prolific floppers in the NBA. I, I'm I'm aware I'm aware of this, but I've seen some like grotesque Marcus Smart things that have happened, uh, which I, I we, which I think we know at least two or three that I'm alluding to off the top of our heads. <laughs> So, some imaginary instances of things that have happened on a basketball court. That so, was smart, but there was that one where he, he jumped up in the air like a salmon that was trying to spawn. And he like he fishtailed in the air. I'm like, come on, bro, let's let's relax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but Jason Tatum's been killing it. Jason Tatum has been uh, incredible. I, I don't know what you guys thought about him coming uh, out of the draft or when you guys first took him, but. Uh, what, what, what do you guys? What are your takeaways from this? Because he's been incredible. Hey, you know what? Hold on, guys. We gotta hit pause real quick. I, not, not on the recording, but did we just overlook Donovan Mitchell in the shooting guards? Um, Is that right? No, nah, I wouldn't say overlooked. I don't know that I had him. I think I, you I, can make an argument that this year he's been better than Paul George. I think that's fair to say. That's fair because I think like especially the time when Conley went out, he was averaging like twenty five a game. He was shooting like almost fifty percent from the field. He led that big so jazz, like, winning streak. What do, you guys, 
right? You think him and him and Rudy are the two best players in Jazz. What do you think since January fifteenth, Donovan Mitchell's net on off numbers have looked like? His plus minus. Mm. I want to say he's been like a plus like four point three or something. Judging by your tone, that sounds I'm say right. higher. That sounds good, right? He's been negative two point three. Really? Yeah, that's weird. I'm, I'm yeah, and they you know they kind of had a little free fall too. Like he played twenty four games, they went thirteen and eleven. He's averaging 24, uh, 24, like 24, 5, and 4, which is really, you know, good numbers. But, like, yeah, huh, the shooter's been okay. He just weirdly I, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's just, like, not moving the needle for me. I don't know what it is. Not, not, I don't know if it's, like, not, I don't want to, like, use the wrong words here. It's not, not that it's not exciting or anything or not impactful enough, but it's, like, I don't know. He's just kind of there right now. He's just kind of like putting along. You know what I mean? Like he's he's doing what he's doing. I don't know. It's yeah. I think he hasn't so had like, any of those like signature performances because just like to kind of piggyback off like with Tatum, like he didn't have like the moment where like he's dropping forty one on on the Lakers and Staples or going head to head of Kawhi. So it's like when he had like his little tear, it was like with a soft schedule, normally paying attention and. Like it was sandwiched in between like a bad start and like the free fall that was happening now before the suspension. So I think like it just doesn't come off as impressive as accounting that show. He is fun as hell. He's an incredible athlete and he'll have his nice runs. But I get some serious like church boy J.R. Smith vibes from him. Being that he's a super athlete, he's a lot of fun, he's going to have some games. But like, I don't know, man. Like you just said, like he's just kind of there. And he'll have an explosion, you know, five threes in a quarter, and then he'll end up with 27. And, you know, so I don't know. I think he needs to get one more. He he needs to get one more dunk in his dunk package because he always has the same one. I think that's the first thing we got to work on with Donovan Mitchell. He needs to stop doing dunk, though. It is. It is. It is. Listen, it's a great dunk. It's a great. If you can only do one dunk, it's it's a fine one to go with. I get it, but like, give me something else, man. I need. I need a like. Give me two or three different ones. It's always the same one. Like someone pointed, I never noticed, and someone tweeted it once, and then I've never like unseen it since then. Like, just give us, give us an update. Um, so back to power, back to the small forward. We said it's some order of Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, top three, and then we got our boy Tatum, number four. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I had LeBron two, Kawhi three, and then you know Tatum at four. So Pascal Siakam start off the season with his name in MVP talks. And where do you guys have him now? Five, right after Tatum. So he's number five for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I had him above Tatum. But wait, 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 wait. I'm, I messed up. I actually had him as a power forward, so I think maybe I messed up with the positions there. Let's see. Yeah, hold on, because you can't have him power forward, because Surge is a power forward, and then they they start Mark Gasol. So he's a small forward. Okay, so if he's a small forward, I would put I would have had him five done if I had narrowed him as a small forward after Tatum. I, I mean, I guess... I don't know. Mark missed so much time, and Serge was playing center. So now I guess it is kind of tough, right? Yeah, positions are hard. In yeah, it's it it, it <laughs> really it, it it is it is unfortunate. Um, but because because even then, like for this the small forward, like I think he just misses the cut. But like Brandon Ingram has been like, I mean, he's been great this season. He's been a lot of fun. You know what? Ingram's been great, but a lot like you guys said about Donovan Mitchell, that's Ingram for me. He's just there. He's going to give you twenty five, win or lose. That's definitely um, fair. I, I just, I've seen him miss and just like he's he's good and he has the tools. I think he's, he's going to get better. He's still really young, but like yeah, he's going to give you twenty five and like you know seven rebounds and you know maybe a couple of flick passes here and there. But I, I feel like he almost never impacts the wins and losses. You know what's you weird know what I mean? for a guy for, for a guy who has like a pretty respectable assist rate. 
I feel like his handle has so like is kind of like way behind right now. Like a lot of like he has pretty high he has a pretty high turnover rate, and I feel like a lot of it is just straight up him losing the ball. Like just straight like dribbles it too low, uh, hits it off his leg. His handle is still really really loose. Um, I think I think the biggest jump in his game right now is just that he turned himself into a good three point shooter, like a high volume, like really good three point shooter. But he still, he still doesn't play defense. He's on a team that you know came in of high kind of high expectations, at least playoff expectations, and they've been underperforming. And he's kind of gotten that a little bit of that like bad team, like good stats, like like you know. That's- Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I am with him because yeah, he's put up numbers the last couple of years and people oh, but like they have like because he's they're always behind and so this year is a little different because Zion's been so good but like that's why they're good because Zion not because of Brandon Ingram. So you say three point shooting? What do you think that Ingram's shooting from three this year? In fact, since January fifteenth, what do you think he's shooting? Damn, I think that I thought he was close to forty for the year. Then January fifteenth, thirty five percent, thirty five league average. Yep. Wow. Average. So, like, oh, so he dipped. He yeah. kind of reverted a little bit. I think so, man. So like he's, you know, he's been averaging twenty, like almost twenty three points. It doesn't matter. So we, he, he's not in my top five either. You know what I mean? He's not. Yeah. He's he's fine. Um, some honorable mentions for that. I think Gordon Hayward's been really good. He just he's played small forward, and we can't, you know, there's a lot of guys better than him. But uh, shout out to him. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say, and it's funny because beginning of the season, right? People were laughing about, yeah, people saying Jason Tatum is even close to Siakam. Tatum had, a, since January 15th, you know, more points, uh, about the same rebounds, and better on-off numbers than, than Siakam. Siakam's great. I think people crowned him a little too early because of that hot start, right? He started the season as like 35 a game or something like that for, for a couple mm-hmm. weeks, and he tailed off a lot, right? So. But, yeah, I mean, we always do yep. that. Bullshit, unfortunately. We always rush into it, and, and everybody wants to be first to say they were right and do the victory laps and – for sure, and he's great. It's just that that sticks with him, right? Because like I said, since January fifteenth, he's been averaging yeah. like twenty-two points a game, which is fine. He's like, you know, he's just, right, but he's fine. Twenty-two points a game. Uh, he's rebounding really well, seven rebounds a game. But that's those are Tatum numbers, you know. So like, yeah, yeah, like the shooting's tailed off a little bit, especially three-point shooting, right? He started off really hot, and that's tailed off a lot. He's only shooting thirty-two uh, percent from three since January fifteenth. Like so, like it's it's. You know, Kyle Lowry's probably the best player on that team. I, I argued that earlier this season. I said no way, but yeah, Lowry's still the best player on that team. Okay. Which doesn't which doesn't bode well for their playoff chances. It does not. Throw that out there. <clears throat> no. Uh, if, if we haven't played off. Yes. Please please come back. <laughs> so, wait, who'd you guys have? Let's, let's think about preseason. Who do we have preseason? Like, who? anybody anybody that you could think of that really that really dropped out from your top five? For small forwards. Because, um... I mean, we, I think we all knew it would be Braun, Giannis, Kawhi in some order. I, I, I think Jason Tatum being, like, this good so fast kind of surprised a lot of people. Uh, yeah, yeah t- Tatum, Tatum for sure wasn't in my top five. Um, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I think people thought Ingram at the end of last season was, was like, oh, he's gonna be, a t-, you know, so maybe he's a he fell out, maybe. No, I think I think that's the, I think that's a product of you being in California. I think everyone outside of California thought he sucked, but I think Laker okay. fans were like that. The, do you remember that two weeks before he got injured, where he was awesome, man? We've always seen it. I don't think anyone else believed that though. So I think he's kind of where he's he's a, he, he's actually been a surprise how good he's been to be honest. I know I had Siakam here coming into the year. Um, I don't know that I had him over Kawhi, but I, I think I definitely had him like in the four territory. Like someone I I dropped. I just I just can't remember who. Maybe well, it was KD. Oh, well, of course. KD's yeah, yeah KD's of course gone. KD. Yeah, KD's yeah. not playing. Yeah, but but I same thing I mean, with. I, oh. 
I was gonna say same thing with Clay. Clay would have been probably probably well, Clay might not have been top five this year, huh? Well, like, I don't know. Healthy yeah, Clay, yeah. He might have been considered a small forward this year if they because they started the year with yeah. D Low. So they could have he could have been considered a small forward too. Uh, injuries got us good too, because you know, Depot also was injured to start the year. Depot. I mean, that, yep. Which I mean, he yeah, I mean he's normally probably one of everybody's favorite players to watch. I know everybody gets a kick out of him, so that's unfortunate. But uh, I can't think, think of anybody else. Being an Oladipo is a Russ Russell Westbrook disciple. He's also one of my large adult sons. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, he's actually one of those guys that I was right about come draft time. Like one of those, you know, you know those picks that you just like have undying love for. You know they're gonna pan out. And then when they finally do, and it works out exactly how you hoped, it's like the best feeling. Like I never, I don't care for college basketball for whatever reason. Depot at India, like I really, I liked watching him that year. Tuned in, I was sold on him. I was like, this guy's gonna be excellent in the NBA. He gets to the NBA. He's, he, I want to say he struggled too, too much with the Magic, but you know, young player trying to come up, weird situation. No, he struggled. He struggled. You he struggled. He struggled. But also, but also, I, I like to give the young players benefit. <laughs> I like to give them benefits of the doubt when it's to, with the team like the Magic or the Knicks, where it's like, where it's like, did did they struggle or were they just with the Magic or the Knicks? You know what I mean? Or like the Suns for a while, where they were just drafting people to die, basically. So anyway, so anyway, he struggles a little bit. Then I remember. You know, thinking after he got to OKC in that deal, when the Knicks were looking uh, and rumored to be moving Carmelo, I was like, man, I'd love to take a flyer on Oladipo. Like, I know he still hasn't panned out the way everybody hoped, but I'd love to take a flyer on him if we can get him back, which I know was asking for a lot, but, you know, I, I was hopeful. Something could be worked out. Throw some more draft picks at him. I don't care. Get it done. Uh, we got Ennis Cantor instead, but it is what it is. Uh, then he just looked fantastic once he got to Indiana. Uh just killing it. Uh, it's it's a tremendous feeling. I, I wish he was healthy all the time. It would be great for everybody. But uh, hopefully we get that whenever the NBA is back because he's a blast. Oh, man, speaking of Indiana, they did have a new All Star in Demontis Sabonis. Mm. Do you consider him a power forward or a center? Uh, uh, I guess this. How about we just do big man? So we don't, let's not do power forwards and centers. What do you think about that? Yeah, okay. I, 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 I would agree. Uh, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do that. I would just probably leave this right off, right off with Anthony Davis, right? <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think I think this I is think a, AD, as slam dunk as it gets. AD is one. I'm uh, tempted. I'm tempted to bring a big honey argument to you, but let's just stick to AD. I mean, I, my my argument is so, is more so. Um, but before we get nuts, like so. so do, okay, where do you guys have Zion? Does he does he even come into this for you this quickly? If we were if, if we were breaking it down by power forward and center, he would have broken it. But if we're just doing bigs, he's not. Because Embiid, Jokic, right? Yes. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you I, know what? We could probably split it up if you guys wanted, because there are enough centers. If you're talking Embiid, Jokic, and and I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Well, because then Jokic. it's like I do. Well, because then it's like KP's been playing more five lately now, right? Like that's he's been on fire lately in Dallas, and he's been playing center minutes. Like I'm not crazy. I, I put I him I've as a. That. You're right. A power, I still put him a, as a four, though. Yeah, I mean, I would still list him as a power forward, but I mean, it, in terms of like the lately factor. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. True. Um, no, let's so do bigs. You wanna... I, I don't. Let's do bigs. I don't want to talk about Lamar yeah. Aldridge. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> Somewhere shaking you know what's so sad? Right Lamarcus, hey, you could put Lamarcus on certain teams where he really helped, right? He'd help a lot. And 
even help a team that might imagine if you just somehow plug him into Houston as their center. I know they don't want a big man and he doesn't shoot threes, but like that little mid range game, he'll space the floor a little bit and he's actually like he's a pretty not a bad like he's not bad. He's a good Would player. he space the floor? Would he? Because no, he wouldn't be he, standing out in the corner. He'd be wanting he would to space he'd be wanting to run range. pick and roll. He'd be he wanting would to space run out the mid range. Versus, he would. He'd want versus, to get versus versus twenty three feet. It's like fifteen feet versus twenty three feet. What do you? What do you he really help? He produced there though. He, and he then, produced there. He does. He does produce there. I think I'm more fighting the exact Houston thing. He is a productive player. He has a spot where he does very well. I Look, don't think we thought I don't Russell think he, Westbrook wouldn't. We thought Russell Westbrook wouldn't work in Houston, but guess what? When you have good players, they make it work. I think he is good enough to make it work. I'm not saying like he'd make them contenders. But they'd be better than they are now with PJ Tucker playing center. I don't so, like Marcus Aldridge. I don't like Marcus Aldridge. I don't like him. I don't like the way he runs on the floor. I don't like the way he plays defense. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the faces he makes on the court. I don't like Lamarcus Aldridge. He won't help anybody. I don't like the way he sits on the bench. I don't like. I the don't. Way he breathes. I don't. I don't like his lineup. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Nothing about this man do I like. I don't like Lamarcus Aldridge. This man, we all have people we hate, whether we admit it or not. I mean, this is this is the way we work. So I. I don't if agree. I, I got nothing if, against Lamarcus Aldridge, but I mean, teach their own, my friend. If You're I saw him, if I saw him and Urshan Ilyasova by themselves, Whoa. I would stare at them really hard as I walked away. Just real, real hard stares. Just let them not like them. What's your beef with uh, Ilyasova? He's a waste of space. Complete waste of space. Watch a game with Urshan Ilyasova. The only thing he's doing is finding a way to flop. That's his whole way. That's his only way to stay on the floor. His entire defensive thing is get me in a position. Where I could fall on my fall on my butt. That's all he, he also, does. He also loves 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 shooting threes as fast as he can as he comes around a screen. Have you ever noticed that? He like hugs a screen in the strangest fashion. As soon as he gets behind it and catches the ball, like the shot is up. It's unbelievable. He's a great FIBA player though. He's fun to watch in FIBA when he's actually trying to play basketball and not trying to find ways to fall. Don't like him. So, so back to the the big conversation. So at number one, I think we all agree the consensus that big is PJ Tucker. <laughs> well, look, he defends one to five, he's, and he can stretch the floor. He's he's a center for you know a top four team in the West. You know, why not? Pound for pound, for pound probably the toughest center. <laughs> In the NBA. I, I still don't know what that means, to be honest with you. I hear it all the time. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, you're not supposed to know. You, you just you okay. just go with it. It, it just okay. it, it, it means something. That's all you know. Uh, but no, so, so if we're talking bigs, um, I mean, I don't know what order you guys have, but uh, I probably take Anthony Davis over Big Honey and Embiid at the moment. I, I don't think we can have a reasonable Carl Anthony Towns discussion until he starts winning some games in Minnesota as much as I love uh, my, my large son. Uh, I, I need to see some W's, my friend, before we allow you back into the conversation. Um, and then I I don't even know in what order I have this, but these were like the five I was set on. And then I have Bam and Zion. Stop it. I had I had Bam. Like Bam, for, then... sh- Bam for sure. Like I love yes. watching Bam this year. Bam for sure. And then I just felt like Zion did enough for me to at least like see towards the end there that like I-, I felt very comfortable taking him against any of the remaining bigs, you know. I put Brooke Lopez as five. Oh God! <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that positional defense has won me over. His ability to just stand in the paint and be tall, it just it does something for me. Just, I just love myself some Brooke Lopez. 
Love yep. it. You melt your brain. You, you're saying some strange stuff that's never been said on this podcast before. Uh, I, I love me some Brooke Lopez is a sentence that's never been uttered in modern American history. Oh, my God. And... No, but no, no, no. I'm joking, though. I had Gloria at five. <laughs> I don't actually like Brooke Lopez. No. I had. Oh. I had what do you guys I... think about What do you guys think about him? Uh, people were trying to talk him up as a, a, a defensive player of the year candidate brooke lopez yeah i Absolutely. i think I, yeah i i mean i laughed it's kind of becoming a thing on nba twitter now that people aren't laughing about it but i still think it's funny i still think it's obvious that he's just you know a good part of a system i think the seven foot you know pterodactyl that's covering him on the back line and flying around the perimeter and yon something yeah. is probably a big reason why he looks that good I don't like yeah, yeah. Do, like when has anyone ever gone from a defensive liability their whole career and then suddenly you play with an MVP on a great defense and now suddenly you're a defensive player of the year candidate like you just made that who who makes leaps like that since when sometimes it is that simple like like sometimes yeah. I, I I know we hate pretending otherwise and I I know you guys will at least agree with me but like sometimes it really is that simple sometimes we don't need a thousand think pieces and articles like sometimes it it really is as simple as Ah, okay. Uh, I mean, Brooke was never a, an idiot or a bad player. You know what I mean? Like, some sometimes guys just aren't good at certain things. Like, he just wasn't a, a good defender. It is what it is. And then... Yeah, now yeah he, he has low feet. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. It is what it is. And now he's in a, a position, a system where he's giving a certain effort and, and a certain fit in a certain system with certain players around him. And it's and it's working. And that's why GMs get paid well, the big bucks to find those fits. Like... And I'll, you know, I'll, hats off to him for performing, of course. But like, I, you know, let's hold the horses a little bit on the the, the extremes. Yeah, and like this was yeah. like Ennis, like Ennis Cantor has a one hundred three point seven defensive rating. Did he suddenly go? Did did he suddenly become a great defensive stopper now that he's under Brad Stevens, or is he just you being used in a way that covers his deficiencies? Like some of this, like it's just contextualizing the game. Like we don't have to. Uh, it's just come on. I'll say this. I'm, so one of the like the silver linings of the season being halted right now is that we don't have to watch the rest of the league catch up to the fact that Enos Cantor has been unplayable. <laughs> the last couple of weeks and it went from no he was hey he was being used perfectly early in the perfectly. season perfectly you know, perfectly he was, he was a positive and i said that people said oh you're full of crap they laugh and so now it's turning and i'm almost glad that we don't have to watch the rest of the league point and say see we told you he sucked because- you know what's the thing where, where he's struggling is like where you expect him to be good because now he's not giving anything offensively anymore so it's like when you're not even giving like your little like eight ten points off putbacks and offensive rebounds now you're missing all your bunnies, and then now you're still there, you're still you on defense. It's a completely different thing. It's you can crazy. watch him; he's laboring. He's just, he's not he's not he's not right, and yeah. he's still trying to be out there, and it's hurting the team. So whatever. I mean, it is what it is. People said it right. He's, you know, you'll see. I said, no, I know. He's, I know his shortcomings. Right now, he's just being used where he's not being exposed. Well, now he's exposed everywhere, so it's happening. Um, Zion since January fifteenth, nineteen games. Uh, I'm sorry, not nineteen. He's played ten games. Uh, I'm sorry, 19. No, um, in, in less than 30 minutes a game, he's almost scoring 24 a game. Um, I thought he'd be a bigger rebounder. He's on, he's averaging almost seven rebounds a game. Um, a couple of assists. 
That that was been my big surprise with Zion, the passing. He has a pretty good feel for the game. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so, I, um, I yeah. saw it. Yeah. I saw it at Duke. I'm actually underwhelmed by it because right now, like for the year, he's still he's still throwing more turnovers than he does assists, and he still kind of has a little bit of like that tunnel vision where I think it's just because he's still in his first 20 games, doesn't necessarily know yeah. his teammates, kind of know where his reads are. I think there's another level there. Like I think like next year he's gonna be a guy who's like averaging like four or five assists. Yeah, but like he exactly. has he has that vision. It's just that he's still getting used to the speed of the game, in my opinion. No, that's the exact right way to put it. Is like the level, you know, like he has another gear. I think. I think right now it's like he's chilling in second gear. Like I, I don't know that he's he's all the way up right now. Like he's played he played very well, you know, as a whole, uh, especially coming off of missing the entire year and just coming right out of the gates and kind of blowing us away. But um, this is like, yeah, this is training camp. Like, he still doesn't know how to play play NBA basketball yet. And he's still averaging 23 in less than 30 minutes a game. Yeah, like, and, and to your point about the rebounding, like, I actually did expect him to get, like, 8-ish was kind of, like, my, my target, what I hoped for. But we, we haven't gotten to see him, like, you know, fully healthy. Like you said, this is his training camp. Like, we haven't seen, you know, a, a real good, honest go at a, a full season quite yet. But... Um, the playmaking we saw to Duke a little bit too. I think, like you said, I think that's going to happen next year once he has, especially a full training camp with like an Ingram, the guy who has a majority of you know the the playmaking duties and, and scoring duties. Like being able to actually build a rapport with somebody that's going to be there for the foreseeable future. Both those guys probably are going to be there for the foreseeable future. Like I think that's going to be a, a big key. Obviously, not that that's serious analysis, but. Uh, I think it's just more encouraging, you know, for Zion. It's like, you know, we just said it. He's already doing all of this, and he, like, he's sleepwalking through his training camp. He doesn't. Camp, he, doesn't, he, doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't like he know. He knows what he's doing a lot of time with the court. At, at all. Being at, honest. At all. Like, he, 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 he just jumps around a few times. Yeah. Like even even, even his misses. Uh, did you guys see that stat? I think it was like the first or second week that he had uh, completed play in the NBA. It was like he had only missed like X amount of shots, and he had like rebounded. Like some ridiculous percentage of his own shot. It was like score. 81 percent of his own. Eighty one percent of his own misses. Yeah, just got, gobbled them all up, put it right back. Like what? That's ridiculous. Nobody does that. Like the, people don't talk about that. Like that second jump is a talent too. Be able to go right back up on your own miss, get the board. Like I, I don't know. I, for me, he's he's up there. Maybe it's too soon. I don't know. I'm willing to die on that hill. He's. He's uh, he's tremendous. He's a piece of work. I love watching him. His on-off is crazy too. I think I think the last time I checked, he led his team. He still does. His on-off uh net he's rate. Incredible. It's, uh, he's yeah, incredible. It's incredible. I'm looking at NBA.com has him at, at plus six. He's he's yeah. great, man. He's he's everywhere. He's and he's nineteen. This is the best like, he's nineteen. Yeah, well, yeah, like when you think I think I vote him rookie of the year. I think I do it. Now well, hold on. I actually want to leave on this note because this is actually good. I want you guys, I want to have this debate. Is it is it fair if we give – and I just wax very poetic about him. I, I love Zion. I'd be thrilled if he won. Is it fair to give him Rookie of the Year after we butchered the MB year with Malcolm Brogdon? Oh, I don't care about um, – that, like, mm-hmm. You go, James. That's like saying, that's like saying um, well, should I save this person uh, from getting hit by a bus? Because last week somebody else got hit by a bus. Is that fair to that other person to let this guy get hit too? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, just yeah. they you you got to let him go down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kyle's like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm out of my own business on the sidewalk. If he gets hit, he gets hit. It's a him problem. But I mean, I, I do. Um, I one of what I said, the best ability is availability, and I'm not going to punish the guy who's played most of the season, uh, Ja. 
And even though he hasn't been as spectacular, he's been spectacular his own right, and he's played way more games. So I can't I can't give him uh, rookie of the year off 19 games. I just can't do it. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, that's, 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 if it was 50 games, 40 games, I could see, but 19 games, I can't do it. Like, I just want the chaos of it. I, it would just be hilarious if Sonic yeah. just won. Just to watch certain people on my TL just have an absolute meltdown, it would be it would oh. be funny because then even if they can't rehash it because we know two, three years down the road, it's pretty obvious who's, who's going to be the best player, in my opinion, barring like injuries and stuff like that. So it's just, oh, you sure. always have to live with no, it. Yeah, you always have to live with it. Yeah, Zion's going to be a top, you know, top 10 player here in a couple of years. He's awesome. He's incredible. Yeah, for sure. I, I just find like the rookie of the year discussion funny because like I do remember a lot of that, like, like that very brainy black boy kind of conversation, like, well, you know, Embiid has to play majority of the season. And I was like, all right, you know, because th- my stance at the time was like, he still should have won. But then like everyone's like, well, you know, Brogdon was available and did it. And it's like, yeah, guys, but he scored like 10 points a game. What are we doing here? Like Embiid was so clearly more impactful. Like that's like what? And then like now the discussion is a little bit different because it's like, well, Ja played really, really good versus just like, mm, okay, basketball. And then like Zion's playing like a clear cut above, so it makes the discussion a little bit more interesting. But even so, still, like, if I, your I criteria like... for rookie of the year was like, is your criteria like mine is just highest ceiling in my opinion? Like I look at the like who showed they had the highest ceiling. I I feel like that I feel like that matters, but I do feel like part of the award is like you, you actually producing and and being out there and you know you have to have contributed to your rookie season in a meaningful yeah. way to have one so i do feel like like i feel like it's like two parts you know what i mean like you're sort of using the production to kind of justify why in a lot of cases typically why like that's why you have your faith in that pick moving forward like that's like the spirit of the award i think but i like i, I get it i'm not saying you're wrong like I just think the traditional sense of viewing that is like you got to have produced. Like, what if the Grizzlies amount. weren't in the playoffs? Like, what if Job put up the, the same stats? And maybe this isn't a fair question, but what if he had like the same stats, but the Grizzlies were like twenty-seven and thirty-six instead, like the like around the I same mean, I, Pelicans? Does that change the calculus for you at all? No, it doesn't matter. I, I think for us, we, we probably I don't know. I feel like we give those guys a, a pass typically that first or second year, like. We saw Trey putting up numbers, and we're just kind of like, we didn't bat an eye at the Hawks being bad, you know? We're just like, well, what's Trey doing? I feel like we would have, either way, we would have just probably focused on what Ja was doing. And I feel like the playoff push that they've had was kind of like a like a neat bonus to that story. Like, oh, he's been really good, and they're in the playoffs. Like, I wow. feel like that was, it, like, fair. it extenuated it a little bit, you know? That's fair. Guess so, you got yeah, right. I think... I agree with you that like it makes a difference that he's there in the playoffs, but they're in the playoffs, right? They're yeah. in the playoffs, like that makes a difference. But it does matter. So um, yeah, maybe your you, the argument definitely would be different if they weren't, because John's been that much better. I mean, not John, but uh, uh, Zion, Zion's been that much better. But yeah. you know, it is. It is. So I, I, I do. Th- I, I'm hey, I'm fine with the rookie of the year being basically about numbers, production, and then like games played. I'm fine with that. I get it. We know Zion's going to be the better player, I think. But, you know, right now, Ja, ja I think, has surprised a lot of people. And that team's a lot better than they, people thought they'd be. And he's been, like, one of the main reasons why. So. Yep. So, on that note, I uh, appreciate you gentlemen joining me on this uh, late Tuesday evening so we can get the content out to these people who are sitting at home just like we are. Uh, so, a little bit longer than usual on this pod. But, again, uh, you have nothing better to do. So, Thank you for making it this far with us, guys. If there's uh, anything you're working on that you'd like to plug, feel free. Nope, not writing nothing. Nothing to plug. <laughs> well, where they can at least uh, follow, follow, and, and subscribe to your work. Uh, yeah, you can 
follow my Twitter if you want at Kungu underscore NBA. Uh, I won't plug my writing because honestly, I'm not, I don't plan on writing at least for another week or so. So that, that, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, looks uh, like turn? Naughty. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd just go right into session. <laughs> yep, that's uh, Naughty dripping, and I don't write anymore anyway. So just go ahead and then I was thinking about it. Like this is the perfect time to like write on a lot of stuff. Like the season was pretty interesting, I thought, and I think it's like hopefully a lot of these writers we all follow and you guys. Hopefully you guys can. You know, like you said, get some, get contextualize some stuff and organize some stuff and just talk about it. It was, it was an interesting season, and I, it sucks that we'll say it might get cut short. You know, so yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's there is a lot to discuss. I think we'll start realizing that in the the, the coming weeks as we we kind of sit here in boredom that there was more than we probably led ourselves to believe. But uh, hopefully, we we'll start seeing it and reading it and talking about it more soon. Thanks for having me, Kyle. All right, fellas, take it easy. Have a good one. Everybody, go watch uh, Jason Tatum highlights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.